Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast presented by Six Star Productions. Bubs, we are talking end of the year awards. Oh, I'm so excited. We weren't able to do this last year just because of logistics reasons, but oh, I love a good awards show, Bubs. Bubs, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about some things. we got some uh, collar and elbow awards we're handing out to some great oh, folks in the, the wrestling world. The prestigious collar and elbow Very awards. Very prestigious. You're going a, a to ta- get tagged on Twitter for these, so that's big. Look cool. out for those. Yeah, each wrestler will get tagged My for God. each. Oh, I can't wait. So They're going to be so excited to hear. They are, and then they'll download We actually got all the winners um, on tap tonight. All the winners are ready to give a speech. Am I correct, Bubs? They are. Yeah, we got them all tuned up. Everybody's ready to come in and uh, yes. at least send us uh, a clip of that. So we're really coming through. We're lying also, but this is really yes. good stuff this year. We didn't do it last year because, honestly, last year, Bubs, we were like three episodes deep at this time, if that. We were, and we were only doing our paper review, which, God, we really need to get back into Those that. Those are going to be hot again. Yes, I cannot wait for that. But, yeah. We were unable to do it last year, which I'm pretty bummed out about, but I'm excited, excited, excited for this year, Bubs. That's right. We're going to recap the year in, in wrestling, and honestly, mostly it's WWE and New Japan stuff, because aside from really Cody Rhodes and a little bit of Ring of Honor nonsense that happened, not a lot of legitimacy happened outside of those two programs. So our no. awards are really going to be, of course, based around those two companies as they are the most dominant in the professional wrestling world, Bubs. So uh, good yes. year overall. A bigger year Very for Japan, year. though, would you say? Um, I would say that it was, as far as growth-wise and, um, I guess, product-wise, yes. Sure. Japan, New Japan itself absolutely crushed it this year, Bubs. And what they did cannot go... It can't be understated. Like they put in a lot of great work. They've expanded now into the U.S. And honestly, you know, I don't want to give out any spoilers because you know I want no to talk, kind of talk about product, uh, not production of the year, but like promotion of the year. You know, it, it was it was close, Bubs. Okay, the WWE gave us some mediocre pay per views, especially. Uh, in the middle of the year. But there were some great matches. There was still some great shit in the WWE. A lot of it was still entertainment-based, but it doesn't matter. Still there, still loving the product. But as far as in-ring work and the the progress, I think is the right word for New Japan, they were really there. So uh, you're going to hear some of that as we get through our awards. So we're going to kind of dive into that, Bubs. We kind of settled on seven different awards. Is that right? So, uh, I believe so, the initial list, but hey, you know, we can always add some in there. Right. You know, because we're always thinking, always thinking about things. You know, every episode we always kind of throw stuff at each other, something new. So who knows? We might come up with some ones off the off the top of our heads here. Good. Pull it off the cuff. That's good. So um, besides those off from the cuff ones, we did think of seven that we're going to talk about for sure. We have the match of the year that we're both going to pick out, the male wrestler, female wrestler of the year, the tag team of the year, rivalry. The best moment in wrestling this year and the worst thing in wrestling. So 
Uh, of those seven, you'll hear both of our selections for those, and obviously kick, kick us yours. Let us know what the hell you thought it was. If you yes. caught Busted Open Radio yesterday, they did something similar to this as well, the most uh, memorable moment from 2017. So a lot of that, you're going to hear some of the same stuff because it, it really there really was some great moments in 2017, Bubs. Yes, absolutely, and I am excited to get started. And, Bubs, this has kind of been your pet project, so Love let's it. go ahead. I'll let you take the reins on this one. All right, well, Bubs, we're going to start at the top, then. We are going to do the match of the year first, all right? Ooh, so okay. There's a lot This of one them. was probably one of the hardest ones for me, personally, to pick, just because there were so many... Like you, you, we talked about, or you talked about how WWE gave us a lot of kind of mediocre pay-per-views, but one thing that they did give us were some amazing matches, and New Japan gave us some amazing matches, and this was really hard to choose, Bubs. This one was very hard. A lot of, in Japan especially, you saw a lot of the six-star or six-star-plus type stuff from the Wrestling Observer and Dave Meltzer. And then in the WWE, you got some high four-star ratings, basically, if you're into that kind of a rating system. And some of, the, yeah, some of these guys gave us some great damn matches. And even that Fatal 4-Way where you didn't expect a lot of stuff to happen. Yes. Oh, it that's one of the... great match, right? Yes. So the, all four of those dudes that were in that were... I mean, it was it was just it was great shit to hear. Well, at least for the part of that, <laughs> Brock was there. He wasn't yeah, there Brock, for... Yeah, Brock was in it enough. <laughs> yes, he was. So and, dramatic. And if that didn't blow up Braun Strowman's career, I don't know what else did. So, but I, I was able to narrow it down, Bubs. And um, okay, the first important match last year, Wrestle Kingdom. Really, 11. Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, 11. I'm not surprised by this. I'm not surprised either that I'd pick this because this was my favorite match the entire year. The only one that made me consider anything else was Cena versus Styles at the Rumble. But I'm yes. going with. Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP title from Wrestle Kingdom last year. Tremendous match. It was like 43 minutes long. A lot of stuff. An amazing rating from people that have been in this business longer than we have that rate these things. Everyone loved it. I loved it. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go down as one of the best ever. People are going to argue that it's the best ever. That's There's no such thing as the best ever. But this was so good, Bubs. What do you got? Yeah. Best ever is extremely subjective. There's matches that I feel are the best ever, and that's just because of how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that was definitely one of the – this was, like I said, one of the hardest, most difficult decisions uh, out of all of these that I had to make only because, like you said, that match itself – how many times did we rewatch it? I rewatched it alone four or five times that week right. that it happened. Uh, I remember going to people and pulling it up and saying, watch this right now. You have to watch this. You will love it. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena. That was an incredible match. One that we kind of knew the outcome going into it. Right. We didn't expect but match, it was though, did we? No, the mat. Well, I expected it after their SummerSlam uh, showcase. Like these guys have incredible chemistry with each other, and they put on a spectacular match. Of course, we're talking about AJ Styles versus John Cena. Mm -hmm. um, that Fatal Four Way, I I popped hard for that match. I absolutely loved it. Um, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Uh, you name which match they put together some really yep. solid they matches. Did, uh, some good stuff. 
it, New Day versus versus Usos. Usos. Which one? The Hell in a the Hell in a Cell match. Okay. The, like almost all of their matches could be in the running for this. So that's what made this de- this decision so difficult. But I'm just gonna have to go with the match that I've watched more than any other match this year. Maybe not the match that I I popped the most for. Maybe not the match that I had as much emotional investment into, but just the most solid match of the entire year. And I'm going with the same as you. I'm going Okada versus Omega. It had everything. It was long, but it wasn't too long. Mm -hmm. There was drama, maybe a little too much of the kicking out after, uh, after the rainmaker. Right. Um, but I love the story that it told. And we talked about this whenever it happened, just the story of, Omega, he just cannot hit the one wing angel. That's all he needs, and that's though. what lost. That's that's what he. That's what lost him the match. Is that yeah. he couldn't hit it. And then when he finally beats Okada later on in the year in G One, right. he hit the one wing angel. That's all he so needed. that sets up another match between them eventually, mm-hmm. where he'll hit the one wing angel and Okada will kick out of it. He will kick out next time. Absolutely, yes. it's a great story that they're building with each other. It's going to be a long story. I think. I don't think Omega's ever leaving. Japan. So over the next few years, we're going to get to see this again in some capacity. But but this year, there's been three tremendous matches between those guys at Wrestle Kingdom, at Dominion, and then at the G1. And they're making the one-winged angel, angel the most protected move in New Japan at this point. So whenever he hits it, it's going to be success for Omega. Well, it so. takes so much effort and so much setup for it. It that, does. Yeah, if he does hit setup. it, then yes, he does. I hit it on my daughter every night. She kicks. She likes to she likes to she she likes to go on my shoulders and we go to bed and then the way she comes down I like grab her like yep. the one winged angel and I just slam her slam her down but she she no sells it I hate yeah. it terribleness right. but, uh, that's good stuff bub so we're gonna move on from there this is uh, this one this is where it's, uh, the controversy is gonna really start we're gonna talk male wrestler of the year okay a lot of wow, we're going. a lot of break we're going biggest awards like right off the bat we are. Huh? We're, do, we're doing it like this. Male wrestler okay. of the this year. It's on you. Let's it go. is. So the easy pick here is AJ Styles. Oh. The easy pick here could be Okada, even Omega. But um, people might want to throw in the old name of Braun Strowman in here for some reason because he's uh, exploded this year and he's become I think you're the guy. Hitting one person. But um, my individual that I'm going to talk about is going to be the Miz. Oh, the don't Miz. say that's not who I was the talking Miz. about. The Miz. Okay. Is my wrestler of the year, and I read some bullshit. Great on, choice on the IWC last week. It was, What's and new? Uh, I heard that the Miz is the most overrated wrestler in all of oh, the professional okay. wrestling business. I'm leaving. Hold on, I'm out. Hold on. Okay. Let me let me let me tell you what this individual said, Bubs. This was some dookie stuff. Yes, the the Miz sense. is never going to put on a five star match. That's a no. fact. He's not no. ever supposed to. What he's supposed to do is be the best talker on the microphone that the WWE has, and he's supposed to be a tremendous heel, and he's supposed to get anything over that he's supposed to get over, which has been the IC title. He has gotten that IC title over. It wasn't over three years ago. It really wasn't. It was never perceived as something um, as greatness like it used to be, and he has done that. And his growth, which has now catapulted him, like you and I have said, into that main event scene where he should be this year. So because of his work, he easily deserves my collar and elbow male wrestler of the year, Bubs. I love that pick, Bubs, only because of how much praise we have given The Miz over the past two years. Deserving where he's 
Yes, 100% deservingly so. No one else has deserved it as much as him. No one has been able to elevate a title as much as him. And honestly, when Roman Reigns beat him for the IC title, that was one of the biggest pops Roman Reigns has possibly had in a long, long time. And that's only because of the work that The Miz has done. And people just want to see him lose. Yep, and that's a great hit. Yes, the best heel. However, I'm going to go in another direction with this. Okay. Um, you know, we, we you've, you've mentioned pretty much everyone that could be uh, talked about in this discussion, in this category of best male performer of the year. Um, some of the people that you missed were, you know, Okada. He had an amazing year. Yeah, Okada was putting on five star matches left and right. Like he he could sneeze all year. He could take a sneeze to to a five star match. Um, Omega had a solid year. He became the very first United States champion uh, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Won the inaugural belt, which he is still carrying today. And he's been having an incredible feud with Chris Jericho leading up to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, so that's been great, Chris Jericho had an incredible year. Uh, There's just so many great superstars this year that it's so hard to choose, but one of the people... This is kind of going to surprise you, Bubs, because this this person isn't in the WWE that I am choosing. I'm not going to like this. You're probably not. I know what you're thinking of now. Go ahead. But the person I'm thinking of is going to be challenging... Kazuchika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Look at me. Tetsuya Naito, Buffs. Okay. I can't think of someone who has skyrocketed his stock this last year as much as Tetsuya Naito has. You know, he's always been kind of thought of as the person that just, you know, he had the potential. He just could never really put it all together. This year, he put it all together and then some. He created this tremendous heel persona where you know he won the IC title off of Tanahashi. Yes. Um, and he treated that belt like it was absolute garbage. Garbage. I love that segment, Bubs. <laughs> that belt got destroyed. just tossed around. It's destroyed. Oh, it's so good. He's put on um, tremendous matches all year long. I mean, and his his work alone, his his character work, his in ring work has led to him winning the G one climax, and which is leading to him ultimately, spoiler alert, potentially winning the <laughs> IWGP heavyweight title. And his body of work this year, you cannot compare it to anyone else. He's just. His stock has risen so high. He he's a little older. He's in you know his mid mid thirties, but he's putting it all together at the right time. And they now's the time to pull the trigger on him, and he's going to be the face next year of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, bit of a surprise. I like yes. what you're doing though because took Naito, a lot of things. Naito has kind of been. Not perceived as second tier, but anybody besides Okada and Omega because of their ring work in New Japan has been receiving less time, less internet talk because those matches have been so good. But here Naito is cruising along, 
making that that icy man that icy bill. I'm glad you brought that up. The way that he did that entire that entire piece when he won that icy title this year was was very entertaining to say the least. And they gave him G1, which I think was tremendous. And now he's going to get the opportunity to headline again here at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and he's going to beat Okada for the title. So I like your pick. I really do. Thank you. Some people Thank have put you. on better matches, but uh, as far as like yes, and I'm not talking just work, ring work. Yes, because yeah, because the Miz, everyone's put on better matches than the Miz. Absolutely. So I'm definitely not. I wasn't picking best fucking technician of the year. That's for sure. Right. So I love what you're doing there, Bubs, and we're gonna get to see more of him in the coming year. Really good pick. Yes. Thank you. And I I do think he's gonna be the the face of the company here soon. Not for too long, though. He is a little bit older, but they need to use him for the next maybe two years and get as much out of him as they can, that's for sure. Okay. So we're going to move on, though. We're going to talk Female Wrestler of the Year now, Bubs. So okay. not on, for me, there aren't a lot of people I could put in this category and really argue against them too much. Not a lot put on full year-worthy candidacy for uh, an award like this. And the only one I could really think of, and I wish Charlotte would have had some more better matches but uh, she really didn't. She yeah. kinda, they kind of shoved her down into some lower women's mid card stuff, and she was in. She left just for a little bit and was off for about a month. So I'm going to pick Oscar, obviously, because okay. she, because she doesn't lose because uh, the way <laughs> because basically because the way she's being booked and she's being booked absolutely okay. absolutely correct. It's one thing WWE is doing right with her. When she does lose, it should be very important. That person should be put over tremendously and should be used as the next face or the future face of the woman's revolution in WWE, whoever that that comes to be. And it shouldn't be soon, but that's really what she should be. She's not to say that she is the Goldberg, because she's kind of surpassed whatever Goldberg was in the late 90s, and now she's her own dominant character. So it was, this one was easy for me, Bubs. Not a lot of competition for her. So what do you got? This one... It... This one was not difficult to the point where there were so many people to choose from because really there was you know there were some women that had good years, others that had okay years and others just that just had stinkers of a year. Like Bailey had a stinker Poop of a year. year. Garbage year. Becky Lynch had a stinker of a year just because of injuries and we just did not see a lot of her this year. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, yes. I mean there's if you had to name an MVP of the women's division, it's going to be Charlotte 10 times out of 10. Sure. But by far, I think, and this kind of goes with my previous pick, the one woman that just skyrocketed her, her, I guess, stock, her potential is, is starting to live up to you know, all of her uh, and potential. She's young. She's got so much time. She's going to be the face of the company for a long time. And I told you this earlier in the year. It's going to be her and Charlotte as oh. the face of the women's division okay. for the next 10, 15 years. And of course, I'm talking about the goddess of WWE, Alexa Bliss. Okay. So you, All right. you're a fanboy of her. So that's where this really yes. starts. Well, but, uh, I am, but I've always, and you know this, I've always been a big Bailey fan. Yeah, and Bailey had a shit Yes, and Alexa Bliss is the antithesis of what Bailey is. Okay. But if you watch the ring work alone, you saw a huge improvement day in and day out of what Alexa Bliss can do in the ring. Last year, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a real shit tables match with Natalia. Last year, I believe it was Natalia for the 
tables had that match. first women's tables match. Yeah, and it was just uh-huh. really terrible. Uh, but she's really come to her own. She's adding a lot of new moves to her repertoire. She's a she's great on the mic. She might be the best woman on the mic right now. Of course, she's not the best in the ring of all the women. Charlotte, of course, is. Charlotte and Asuka are the two best that there is, wrestling-wise. But full character work, in-ring work, everything combined, I give me Asuka. Not, uh, whoa. whoa. Give me Alexa Bliss there you go. all day, every day. My bad. Okay. So, uh, Alexa Bliss, right? They've given her this Raw yeah. title. And made her the face and of SmackDown movie. title. Yeah, yeah, and but prominently, she's, she's, she's become this dominant Raw Women's Champion, and I, I kind of like that. I like longevity in champions, even yes. though she has lost it, she got it back. But she has improved. If, if this were a female improvement type award, easily would be going to her. What I do like is, like you mentioned, her promo work. Now yes. I love me some heel Charlotte, right? And heel promos from Charlotte. The now, better Charlotte. That is now, definitely the that, better. Absolutely. Charlotte. She's much better a heel than a face. I dig me some heel Alexa Bliss, and her promos have done nothing but improve over the last year, and she's going to get better in the ring. Right now, her ring work is improved. It's still not something that I'm going to watch, but if you've heard me talk before about the women's wrestling, I'm still not. Yeah, we all know how you feel, but I'm not you don't have to it. rub I know. it in. I need, to, I need to rub it in. So, I hate you. It's going to keep improving. She should be at the top of that card for women's wrestling for the next 10 years. And she's going to continue to improve, and she's going to headline the women's type stuff at major events. Well, she's got Charlotte. a great look. Yeah. She she works hard. Like She doesn't just sit back and go, okay, I've got the title. I don't have to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I can just rest on my uh, amazing looks, which she does have amazing looks. But mm-hmm. she constantly works, constantly adds to her in-ring ability, and that's just, to me, why she's the woman wrestler of the year, because she just constantly got better. Even being at the top, she continues to get better. I agree. And when we do this next year, I want Alexa Bliss to be my pick. I think that she should have okay. the opportunity all this year, depending on how long they have her keep that title, to progress and be dominant and be able to overtake someone like Asuka or Charlotte Bubbs. And, he, and here's what's going to happen with the, in the next 10 years while we're doing this. This year is going to be Alexa Bliss. Next year is going to be Charlotte. The next year is going to be Alexa Bliss. The next year is going to be you know Ronda Rousey. Then it's going to be Charlotte again. It's just I'm just throwing. Okay. But it's going to be Charlotte and Alexa Bliss, bubs. Okay. Anybody else in that division that can compete? Like Naomi's shown a little bit of potential, right? Naomi Kamala was great. This has been Na- getting push. Naomi was. She finished second on my list. Okay. Because only because she ended up being a two-time. Uh, women's champion this year. She won at WrestleMania. Uh, She had a really good year, but injuries and I didn't see a lot of in-ring progression from her. She's just... She's good. Her character... I love Naomi. The ring worked in. Her character developed a little bit. She is the um, the quintessential white meat baby face. Yeah. You know, not a lot of character, just I'm gonna work really hard and this is all for you. That's that's kind of her character. Uh, low, so I didn't see a lot of stuff that she done. That she oh, it's so good. I love that. Was an improvement. Okay. So that's what I meant by the character work. Okay, I got you, Bob. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I think the next ten years going to look like. And I'd I'd love to see that because when those two eventually face off, Charlotte and Alexa, uh, headlining a WrestleMania. I, I don't mean headlining. Sorry, I do mean semi head headlining. <laughs> Ooh, could you imagine them <laughs> you headlining? Imagine? No, no, no. That's yes. for Ronda Rousey. Sorry. 
Oh, yeah. so Honda and Oscar. I think that'd be crazy too. That's some yeah. potential we'll talk when we start leading up to WrestleMania, but it's too soon, bub. So knock it off. All right, good pick oh. though. Thank you. We're gonna move into our favorite topic that you and I are going to discuss. I am talking for you right now. This will be our favorite topic. Okay. Okay. Don't and, do that. Don't talk for you, me. You don't not, know me. You're right. You're not going to disagree with me on my selection, but we're going to talk tag team of the year. Okay. Yes. I love we're talking. Tag team. We're talking tag team of the year right now. And okay, uh, this is easy. This, it was very easy for me too, but very this easy. was a good year for oh, tag wrestling. Bubs, was it not? It was um, an amazing year for the top of the tag division. Sure. Not a whole lot for everything below that, but yeah. the top two teams were just so good. Three. I, do say three, I would say four, three. three or four teams okay. that were absolutely stellar this entire year. Okay. And, and it worked a lot back and forth for both brands on uh, SmackDown and Raw this year. And now it's really just dominantly on raw as far as like the 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 amount of teams but the smackdown no smackdown's way better than raw the smackdown right now tag champions are uh have had a great year as well and that's really who i want to talk about bubs yes now, and that's all i want to talk about bubs too okay so i'm going to caveat real quick i think that had there not been any injuries whatsoever that the revival dash and dawson would have been my pick this year because I think that they were going to get really good booking and they would have been multi-time champions on whatever brand they were going to be on. Okay? But that yes. did not happen, right? So the easy pick for me is, and I was against this. I think I, I think I said this two episodes ago. I hated the heel turn by the Usos. You did. You absolutely, absolutely hated it. And I told like, you that this was going to work. This and is now, great. And now we have the Uso Penitentiary and Bubs. It is yes. the hot shit. So my they have it on lock. Is the is the Usos? They are easily the tag team of the year in all of pro wrestling. The Bucks stood no chance. The Bar stood no chance. The New Day could competed a little bit. But they didn't in the end. Easy for me. This is going to be your pick as well. So I, I really, I don't know what you want to talk about. Like, let's talk about the Usos for a minute, okay. Let's do that. What do you want to talk I about? I would love, okay. So when it comes to the Usos, they're that team that, you know, they, they've been on top for a long time, correct? Yeah. And they've never kind of, they've never, much like I said about Alexa Bliss, the Usos continue to improve and they do not rest on their laurels. They may be the top, but they want to stay the top. Now, even when they were straight baby faces, we both loved the Usos. Loved it. Because they just put on great matches. I didn't really care for their characters. I've been saying that I would love for them to turn heel for a long time, but I still love the Usos. So when they turned heel, you you were completely against it. Didn't like it. And I was super ecstatic for it. And for a little bit, it kind of felt like they didn't know how to play that heel oh, character. Yeah, it was dry for a minute. It was. However, once they figured it out, Bubs, it became magic. Like you said, the Uso Penitentiary, they have that division on lock. And it's not even close, Bubs. Maybe the bar, maybe New Day. New Day's great. You know I love me some New Day. Right. But they're, go grab they're, my booty and shit right full, now. They're a full step behind, though, this year. Easily. Yes. The Usos, no matter who they're in the ring with, they put on a stellar match. They had an amazing match. It was a it was a clown match. It was a gimmick match against Brizongo. Yep. And Bucking I was hot for it. Yep, I was, was hot. so hot for it. They're just so good. 
even as heels right now, the crowd no, pops for him. Yeah, the crowd say, wants him to be a face anymore. again. They are they are full on faces once again, and it's only because much like what happened with the New Day a few years back, the crowd turned them into a face, not the other way around. Yeah. The Usos were a heel. They were damn good heels, and the crowd said, "No, fuck that. We love you guys. Your faces again." This is what happens when you put on very good matches in the ring. You can cut all your heel promos. You can win dirty sometimes. But when you have three, four, five very good matches, mostly against the New Day this year at SummerSlam, at Battleground, at... Hell in a Cell. The Cell, right? So when you do that, the crowd starts to respect you, and then they start cheering you and clapping for you. And at that point, you're in the gray area. You can be a heel, but you're not going to get treated as one. And now the the crowd and us and all the IWC, thank God, has started to respect the Usos because they've been in the game for a good minute now. Yes, a and, hot minute. And Ten getting, years, I believe. They're getting treated as it. And I saw an interesting thing on, on the old internets yesterday that said that the Usos have never been on the main card at WrestleMania in all their years. <sighs> really? I, I need to go look this up, but I'm, it's also I very believable. Definitely want, because last I year definitely they, want clarification on that. Last year they pre-showed, when I was in Dallas, they pre-showed. So no, they didn't pre-show last year. They were weren't. Wait, were they part? They, they were not part of that ladder thing. match. No, they were not. Bubs. Oh, so that's fuck a fucking me. crime, right? Yes. And uh, um, so this year should change. The Usos have dominated that division. They should. They will. I think obviously, but it's hard to say since it's been ten years and they haven't been on the card. But uh, easy pick for me, Bubs. They're a great team. Now, if they turn face now and keep this penitentiary type type of angle as a face, I don't care. Because I know that no, yeah, it's going to work. I love it the look matter. that they have going on right now. Um, I still can't tell them apart. I don't know who's Uso number no. one or Uso number two. Exactly. Um, but one thing I am enjoying because we're about to see a clash of them and Bingeables, and yeah. I think um, Gableman will. They're they're definitely turning heel. They are. You, you can tell by the way they're talking to the crowd. They're reacting to the crowd. And they everyone can tell that the Usos are, are, are face now. And so you've got Vengeables. They are, yes. I feel like they're going to soon, they're going to take the titles off of the Usos. And only for the Usos to win them back at WrestleMania. I like so that. So that's kind of, yes, that's what I'm seeing right now. And the only reason this works is if, or the only way this works is, is if Gable and Benjamin turn heel, win in a dirty way, and then the Usos chase them all the way through to WrestleMania with the Usos winning. And the crowd will, the crowd will pop for that without oh, a doubt. Wow. And it has to be on the main card. And I think that's how Gable gets himself over because Gable's going to be a huge star, tremendous, absolutely star, right? a huge star. And this is just the beginning of that. And it all starts with the Usos. Right, and Shelton That's Benjamin, good Benjamin plays a big part in that and getting Gable over, and it's going to happen by by mid, mid next year. We're not going to see this as a tag team. They should be done by then, and Gable should be doing his own mid card stuff because the dude can fucking work the ring. So I love he's, what you're saying. Hundred percent. He, he's got so much charisma. He's so he's so good. He is everything that Jason Jordan. I isn't. wish he was Kurt Angle's son, but that didn't make sense. Yes. So now it we get that. He's too old. But uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna be talking about Gable come SummerSlam next year, Bubs, in a serious way, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think so. So 100 percent agree. Go Usos. They're gonna be on the main card at WrestleMania. So good pick there, Bubs. Thank you. You All too. All right. Now this will be uh, I think maybe the funnest conversation to have. 
We're I gonna doubt talk, it. We're going to talk. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. We're going to talk we'll the, the rivalry of the year. Okay. Ooh, I, I, yeah, easy this one was easy. Easy one yes. for me. Yes. So, uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but I'm just going to throw I it out I feel like, there. say it. So, if someone were to ask me the question, hey, who got Braun Strowman over? Yes. My response yes. is yes. Roman Reigns. Yes. Roman exactly. Reigns versus Braun Strowman. It oh, happened too for too it happened for a while this year, right? They, it was they took so up some good. time. They so, did. Uh, that's my pick, Bubs. Let's talk Braun and Roman. What nope. happened this year? And, well, let me just go ahead and say this. That's my pick, too. Yeah. Because that was, to me, the most entertaining rivalry of the entire year. I ate up every – the only other rivalry, rivalry that was close, going back to the previous award, was the rivalry between the Usos and the New Day. Okay. But this rivalry was so much better, so much more compelling, so much more entertaining. It's just – Everything worked perfectly between these two. Both got each other over. Um, I don't think Roman gets the big, as big of a pop as he does now without Braun Strowman. Sure. I don't think Braun Strowman is as over as he is now without the beatings that he delivered to Roman Reigns. The best choice that WWE writers did this year was to put Braun Strowman in a program with Roman Reigns and say, hey, y'all two are just going to go back and forth for a fucking long-ass time. Braun, you're going to beat the shit out of Roman. Roman, you're going to get a couple victories over Braun and maybe back and forth a little bit. Yes. And, and you're going to push over an ambulance. All this stuff. <laughs> all... You're going to throw Roman off of a loading dock. <laughs> all this stuff is going to add up. And Braun, we're going to see if this makes you a star. And guess what, bubs? It's December 30th. And guess, guess who's a star? Braun oh, Strowman. Braun might be, and I've said, I can't count how many times I've said this to you. I can't count how many times I've said this on this show. Braun is the most over face in the WWE. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. And it's because of this that he was able to legitimately face a guy like Brock Lesnar and go into the Fatal 4-Way, which had mega stars in it, and be one of those mega stars. Mm -hmm. Yes, now, if not the biggest star in that match. Sure. Now Braun can legitimately go up against anybody one-on-one, -on -one and nobody can question it. This is great booking. This was a great storyline for both of them. And now mm -hmm. we're going to see Braun Strowman doing legitimate shit at the top of the card against power players on the Raw brand. And if it comes down to the Universal title, I could give a fuck less. Throw it on the guy. Let's see what happens. Both of us want to see him with the Universal title, correct? Mm-hmm. And I've said it can happen as soon as WrestleMania. Actually, sooner. I said he can win it at the Royal Rumble and go into WrestleMania against Brock. Now, that doesn't happen without this rivalry. Absolutely. That does not happen at all without Roman Reigns. And people, people can talk all the shit they want about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is... One of the top stars in all of wrestling. Not just WWE, but all of wrestling. He's got it all, bubs. Sure, his promos could use some work, but guess what? Who's can't? Tell me one person in the WWE that gives phenomenal promos. Exactly. Other than John Cena, because the, the John Cena's just that damn good. Yeah. No. Every, everybody's <sighs> favorite wrestler is not that good at a promo. And if they're good no. at a promo, then they're probably not that good in the ring. You're not a perfect person. AJ Styles is the best AJ in the Styles, ring, but, but his, his promos have improved, but he's still not good at them. Okay? AJ's never been good or never been great yeah. at promos. He's getting he's good. Gotten, 
he's gotten good this last two years, but he wasn't or he isn't great at them. He is much better in the ring than he is at promos. Roman Reigns, he's great in the ring. Yep, people need to admit it. He's yeah, he's okay on the mic. Um, I feel like he can do a lot better. I feel like if he's given the freedom, he can do a whole lot better. Um, but he he is everything that almost everything that WWE wants out of him. And I just think the fans need to finally. And we've said I can't count how many times we said this. Fans just need to get get it through their thick skulls. Roman Reigns is the star that we all need. He's yeah. not what we want, but he's what we need right now. He's what I want, but most people don't want him. But he's going to be around, so it's time to just quit admitting that he's be- he's not being shoved down our throats anymore. He's being booked the way he is because he's good at what he does. So we'll see what the year brings for him. He's now mid-card champion. He's a mid-card guy. Yes. People don't get pissed. He's and not Braun Strowman is a main eventer. Yes. So they've, because they've, of him. They've switched roles, so fucking it should be a good thing, but whatever. Great pick there, Bubs. Really good rivalry. I hope that Braun gets another similar rivalry yes. like that to kind of cement him in that uh, that scene next year. And uh, we'll pray for that yes. when uh, WrestleMania time comes. But uh, time to move on, Bubs. Well, first, uh, honorable mention on that, uh, um, on the rivalry. And, you know, people are going to be very upset at us. But, um, you know... We didn't talk about Okada versus Omega. We did Which not. combined for, I think, like 21 stars in All their three the matches. Stars. Yes. Um, they, they had some amazing matches together. They have tremendous chemistry in the ring. Um, the one thing, the one knock on New Japan is that, you know, yes, they're in ring, much like we were talking about wrestlers, you know. Their in ring stuff was phenomenal. New Japan doesn't have a lot of, like, character work. Yeah. Now, what Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are doing are complete opposite. What Tetsuo Naito has been doing is complete opposite. But other than that, there's not a lot of character work that goes on in New Japan. So that's kind of why I left that one as an honorable mention and not as my rivalry of the year. Best matches of the year, yes, between those two. But rivalry-wise, I didn't feel a lot of heat in that rivalry. Right, and... And honestly, if you and I spoke the language, we might be able to get a little more into it. But uh, their in-ring rivalries is really what tells the story and carries the New Japan product. But um, in-ring rivalry for sure. Those three had tremendous matches this year, Bubs. So uh, you and I are both a big uh, – we're big on emotion, right? We love yes. being drawn in and sucked in by stuff that goes on that really isn't driven by a move or a finisher or a pin, right? So right. The, the moment of the year – now it can be a match, it can be a segment, it can be anything. And this one, I had to, I had to do a tie in my selection here. There's two things that I have to mention because I couldn't. How many ambulances got flipped? Oh God, how many? One, but it was good. Okay. So <laughs> was. Is, was that was that your moment? So no, it's not. But okay. So <laughs> the moment of the year, the thing that really that we remember maybe the most of the year, the thing that we okay. were most drawn into is really what I went into this with. And there's two things that I want to talk about. First thing, okay. which I think is probably the dominant selection here was the festival of friendship breakup. Ooh, that was so of, good of Owens and Chris Jericho. I ate into the, that. It I knew it was nice coming. little feud, oh. nice little feud. And they did it so well. And Jericho can sell fucking anything. When Jericho cost him the title against Goldberg, that was so so good. It was also a great way to protect Goldberg from having to do a match. So good. And and 
in far contrast to that is going to be the the fact that they brought back the war games concept and the Ooh, match and the match okay. itself because love some old war games matches love dusty yes. roads love all that old shit right there so the the fact they brought it back made it an NXT exclusive pay-per-view and the match that they put on was absolutely tremendous bucks. smart it was very smart of them to make it an NXT exclusive yes. i don't think they could have pulled that off in the WWE main roster no. but it worked perfectly in NXT so these are the things i'm really going to remember i'm going to remember Kevin Owens Really, and not this. Kevin Owens was over, but anytime you put somebody in anything with Chris Jericho, he's going to make them more over. I don't, I don't care who the fuck it is. Kenny Omega is going to be a bigger star now because oh, he's working absolutely. Jericho. So now KO. Jericho called the cameraman a fuckface. <laughs> he can do anything he wants. <laughs> he can. <laughs> the, that singular segment on Raw is the thing I still remember right now. And because they were such good friends, right, Bubs? And everybody was on the list, and KO was all about it. And then. Turns out that the list is Why all against. Why am I? Yeah, and then you know he goes through TV and all kinds of stuff. So, but that's really what I'm remembering as far as moments of the year. What do you got? Okay, well, I I kind of like that TV spot because it was reminiscent of what uh, Y2J did to Shawn Michaels back in way back 2007, that was a good 2008. Mm-hmm. One of the best rivalries maybe of the decade. Like but um, was good. yes, one of the great moments. I wish I wish this lasted throughout the year and this this could have been one of the best rivalries of the year was goldberg and brock lesnar right. if if survivor series on would have been part of this calendar year i think that could have been a great rivalry just the match that they had at wrestlemania was fantastic uh it was five minutes but it was five minutes of glory that was a great five um, minutes yes but just just straight moments um everyone talks about and this one hits home for you bubs but Undertaker leaving his gear in the ring at WrestleMania, okay. that was a huge moment. Um, let's see, John Cena and Roman Reigns dueling promos. Okay. That was a huge segment. That, was a that great got segment huge ratings. Roman. People were, were talking about it, talking about how Cena was burying Roman. Um, People thought it was a shoot. Yes. Yeah. But to me, the biggest moment, the one I'll always remember this year – and you don't hear a lot of people talk about it anymore. It does involve that one person that I mentioned in the previous. It, it involves Roman Reigns. It's not the ambulance flip. No, no, no. The moment I'm talking about is the night after WrestleMania. Okay. After Roman Reigns vanquished. Yes. After Roman Reigns vanquished the Undertaker, he stood in the ring and he took it. He got he booed out the building. He took it hard Lord. from the fans. This is my he yard now. He stood there. They booed the shit out of him. He stood there with a mic. He would bring it to his hands. They would start booing they louder. Booed. He would put it down and smile. He had the he had the fans in, his in the hands. palm of his hands. This is where Roman to this is when Roman became the guy to me. This is okay. when I really finally bought in fully to Roman Reigns, and finally he brought the mic up to his hand, Bubs. Everyone's booing. He just has it to his mouth, and the crowd goes quiet, and all of a sudden you just hear, this is my yard now. And he throws the mic down and walks, fucker! I loved it. Loved every second of it. That segment's been getting a lot of talk because it's the most disliked video 
uh, oh. on the, on WWE's uh, YouTube channel, of course, because everybody hates it. I love it. It was I remember, the best. I remember watching it, and I was like, because they, they kept booing him, and they, and he just kept waiting, and it lasted for minutes, right? And then he brings it, it up, and he, a while. And he has to minutes, put it down, it and he has to bring it up, and he has to bring it down. Then he just says simple words that it's his yard now, and of course, we all wanted at that time to that to be the heel turn. For Roman. Yes. Would have been a great it opportunity. It wasn't. It never happened. And they kind of strayed away from that about a month later. If it know. did, if that led to a heel turn, if that was the heel turn of Roman, this could be one of the biggest moments in WWE history. Yeah. and But there seems to be a lot it of It doesn't have to be, though. To do that. There's a lot of time with Roman to do it still. Yes. So I love that pick because that's a moment. You mentioned his gear in the ring. I could give a fuck about the match, but... The fact yeah, that the match was kind of garbage. The the fact that he laid his gear down was very symbolic. Doesn't mean it's the end, but it may mean it should. The end. It should definitely. It, it should mean end. it maybe, but uh, he he needs a proper send off, and that's not a proper send off for that's, the greatest or or the second greatest in WWE. You history. go out on your back, bubs. That's you how do. it goes. And uh, I love that moment. So fucking much. So that's a good pick, Bubs. I, I don't hate Thanks. you for that one. Thank you. Like I said, I put a lot of work into this, Bubs. Okay. So those are the good moments. That's something positive there, Bubs. But uh, our last okay. official category that we're going to talk about, number seven here, the worst Ooh. thing of the professional wrestling year. Okay? Oh, now, this can mean a lot of things. This can be a person. This can be a segment. This can be anything. Okay? So... Really, what's the thing that you despise? Now, obviously, okay. some of you are going to send us some heat about, oh, the worst thing of the year is Roman Reigns. Well, that means you're wrong. So don't do that. Can, can, gonna... can I be the first one to go on this one, Bubs? I'd, lo I'd love for you to lead off, Bubs. I okay. want you to tell me what the worst thing in pro wrestling was. The worst thing in pro wrestling uh, throughout the year, um, I would love to say it was Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling, just okay. in general, okay? because that was absolute garbage. Was They're garbage. garbage. I want to love that promotion, but I can't. Nope. Um, but to me, the worst thing in pro wrestling, it's kind of something that flew sort of under the radar, but it did get some mainstream attention. What Sexy Star did to Rosemary is by far the worst thing that happened in pro wrestling this year. And if you don't know what happened uh, during a match, it was not AAA, I believe. Um Sexy Star and Rosemary were having a match. Uh, I guess Rosemary did something. I don't. I don't remember. Something fully. a little too stiff is what it's called. Something. Yeah, she was a little too stiff with Sexy Star. Sexy Star being a longtime veteran of wrestling, she did a lot of great work in Lucha Underground, wrestling the men. But she she took things too far. Put. Rosemary in a legit armbar, which I've talked about this on the show. I've spent 14 years doing jujitsu. A move like that could really, truly damage a person's ligaments. And she put a legit armbar on Rosemary, did not let go, continued, uh, popped the elbow out of place, continued to just hold on to the move, which just did further ligament damage. And this was a real, very real thing that happened in the ring in a, you know, choreographed match. I hated it. Worst thing by far in pro wrestling all year. Great selection, Bubs. A really good talking point as well. That was my number two, so it's really close okay. up there as well. But I'll talk about mine in a second. Sexy Star has kind of... She's been now cut off from a lot of promotions. Nobody wants to bring She's her in black for any work. She's really sure. getting blacklisted from even local wrestling and she deserves shows. It. 
And she absolutely deserves it. it. I don't know how she can bring herself back. I hope in some way she'll apologize, she'll make it better, and she'll kind of fix it. But I don't ever see that happening because she's actually pretty good, right? And she's a, she's a good yes. in the ring, and she's she's worked a lot of men. She does a lot of lucha stuff. That was great. But uh, you, you kind of fucked herself doing this. It was very yes. unprofessional. If we're talking about this in a serious manner, she shouldn't have done what she did. She deserves to be blackballed, but I want her to fix it. She could okay. have, She could have ruined Rosemary's career. It yes. Had it had it gotten any worse. Thank God it didn't. And Rosemary is somebody I want to see in the WWE. But um, I hated it. It was, a, it was a terrible, terrible thing that she did. And I thought about it as my as my worst thing, Bub. And it might be my yeah. worst thing, actually, because the way I phrased mine was the most disappointing thing. Okay, and, well, that's fine, too. I'm glad I got that out of the way, then. So it, it's the worst, in my opinion, but it's actually rather disappointing. And I'm talking about 205 Live. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Now, not the cruiserweight title, not the cruiserweight right. thing, because that has gotten some. It's gotten some love on Raw. Enzo has, although people hate him, and I'm not a fan of him, but he's he's given it a little publicity, right? Yes. But the product. And I can't stand him. The product of 205 Live is extremely disappointing. They they're trying to rely on match work and no character development, and the match work yes. by some of these guys is very good, but it's very sporadic. It's only when certain dudes are facing each other. It's only when spots go correctly. And it's it's I think it's high time that we kind of get rid of 205 Live and split them up between the two shows or even down to NXT because some of those dudes okay. can work some NXT guys. 205 Live as a show, no one fucking watches it. It gets terrible reviews. People are leaving the arenas on Tuesday nights after SmackDowns because that's when yes, it's on. Yes, as they should. And there's no more than what they're counting as 4,000 fans left in the arenas when there's more than 12 or 15 sometimes in SmackDown events, depending on the arena. Okay? That's atrocious. So since yes. they're putting the Cruiserweight title and giving it some love on Raw, which is good. I love that. Then put the motherfucker on Raw or SmackDown. No one's watching your show. We cared about the, cru- the Cruiserweight Classic. That was great. Do it again. But the show yes. by itself is not it going to last. It was so good. The show cannot last. I don't watch it. Bubs, have you ever watched a 205 Live show? No. I, I, I hate saying that, but honestly, and I was like, when they brought back the Cruiserweight division, I was happy. I was excited because I was a huge Cruiserweight division fan, definitely in WCW. Even in the mid-2000s, I enjoyed the stuff that Sugar Shane Helms was doing, Ooh. the stuff that, yes, um, Chavo Guerrero uh, Brian Kendrick. It was a fun division. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Yang Wang. Jimmy Yang Wang. Yes, I liked the cruiserweight division. Borderline loved it. Matt Hardy. When Matt Hardy was cutting weight, cut weight to make yes, that was one of the best segments on SmackDown every week, and I loved it. But no, two hundred five live. I I watched briefly one episode and turned it off quickly. Yep. So it's getting no love because they're not developing characters. We're not getting good storylines. We're getting simple feuds of face versus heel, and it's not enough to make a, a viewer turn in or tune into it. So we need to right. cut it off. Thank God it's not taking up programming hours on USA USA Network because it wouldn't fucking fly. So uh, let's cut it off. Let's move it to the other brands, and let, let's let that not be the worst thing for me next year because I will easily pick it next year as well, bubs. Yes. All right? Right. I am with you. All right. So we went through our top seven things right there. Now, you were talking about some uh, kind of shooting from the old hip, off-the-cuff type awards. Was there anything else you wanted to, to throw out for discussion, things that we should pick, best well, of you know, something? 
there were quite a f- there's quite a few fun things that I thought uh, possibly we could talk about, like promotion of the year. Okay. And really, that's a two horse race on that one because there was not a lot of great things that happened outside of WWE in New Japan. But I changed kind of my thinking on that. How you know? I thought more of what about the indie promotion of the year? And okay. there, there, there are some promotions out there that I love. Some dark horse ones. Of course, everyone will think of ROH Progress. Progress, Progress has been fantastic, and Triple H has showed showed up there. So that was pretty exciting for for those fans. Um, but yeah, I I think there's a lot of good indie promotions out there, and um, you know, I just wanted to kind of get a feel of where. You, who you thought was kind of the indie promotion of the year? Only because recently, and, and I'm not sure if they did this earlier in the year, but guys like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne were competing um, at Progress. Yes. And just the other day, or it might have been yesterday, I should look this up, Pete Dunne defended his UK title against Jack Gallagher on that on that program. So in a way, that's a great uh, cross-promotional shit in a way by WWE, allowing their dudes yes. to go to Progress but there's kind of a working relationship with progress in that regard. Yeah. So honestly, there aren't any major indie promotions outside of progress. And I consider ring of honor an indie promotion. I don't know if you do or not, but I uh, I do consider that an indie promotion. Yes. Yeah. That, that whole product in general is most of their, their roster has, you notice is now on WWE and outside of Cody Rhodes, who had a great year. Um, he's, he's very underwhelming now. So I don't know, bubs. Okay. Um, I just want to kind of throw some love to some indie promotions that that don't get a lot of love. Progress, they get a lot of love yep. just because of their working relationship with WWE. Uh, a promotion that I love and I watch regularly, um, it is a British promotion. And I'm not talking about Defiant, which was formerly uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling. Yep. Um, I'm talking about New Generation Wrestling, NGW. Okay. I'm a huge fan of NGW. I've been following them for probably the last three years now. Um, it was the complete accident how I found them. I, I was watching a What Culture video on YouTube. I fell asleep on the couch, bubs, um, which is indicative of the What Culture product, I guess. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, and you know how YouTube just like continues to play videos even if you know it does the autoplay. Well, one of the things that came up on the What Culture channel was this week in British wrestling. Okay. And uh, it was a weekly, weekly kind of NGW show, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I love British wrestling. In my opinion, the the third best wrestling in the world, actually second best, I think. Strong style and British strong style are the two best wrestling in-ring styles in the world. Okay. And uh, I absolutely encourage everyone to go and YouTube NGW, New Generations Wrestling. Find them on Facebook. Um, I I talk with them constantly. They're very uh, social. Uh, they They love their fans and... You know, I definitely think that uh, they are an organization that deserves a lot more love than what they get. 
All right, good plug there, Bubs. We'll try and tag them in some Twitter stuff as well. Get some love going back and forth there. Yes, now, they deserve it. They put on some great, great matches. Not that it'll be a point that we'll discuss here as far as picking somebody, but promotion of the year, right? When we talk about WWE versus New Japan, basically. I think. How much progress did New Japan make this year? And really, I'm talking about the G1 being in the United States, and I'm talking about the United States title. That, to me, is bigger than the G1 having success in the U.S. The fact that they have a U.S.-based title, they put it on somebody who speaks English, although he's Canadian, in Kenny Omega. How much progress yes. did New Japan make this year as far as competing directly with the juggernaut that is the WWE, also known as Walk with Elias? <laughs> um, yes, they made they made progress, Bubs. They did. But I, I, as of right now, I feel like it is less significant than what people think. Okay. Now, yes, it was huge that they ran shows in the U.S. for the first time, but as far as being able to sustain that kind of progress, it's, it's definitely years in the making, and I don't think that... I don't think as of right now, and that United States title, I don't think it's going to mean anything right now okay. in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Um, this is something that maybe next year we, we can talk about. But as of right now, I don't think that push into the U.S. is as significant as we want it to be. Okay. Now let me throw a, throw a question at you real quick about that. Okay. Let's, let's talk hypothetically real quick. Let's say Chris Jericho wins the IWGP United States title at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Now, and then he starts, you know, parading the thing around all over the U.S. at some shows in Japan and Canada. What does at concerts? Th- sure. What does that do if it were to happen for the New Japan product and that that title more so? And is it a smart move to put it on Jericho? Um, I don't think it's a smart move to put it on him right now just because I don't think he's there for an extended period of time. Right. This could be a one-off thing, but, I mean, say, say it's yes. a longer term. Maybe okay. you know, he has like 10 appearances or something like that in New Japan, and they can do it. Then, sure, I think that it might be it might be better. I don't know, Bubs. I just don't think that it's – is a smart move to put the title on Chris Jericho because I don't think WWE I, I think WWE's had their hand in this. I right. and we've talked about this previously. I think this is more of a kind of what what tryout match with yeah. Kenny Omega than anything else. So I just think this is a one off match and the WWE doesn't want to see the title possibly around Chris Jericho. And they might do something to stop that. Right. I think we both agree that they're somehow indirectly involved in this, the WWE, that is, and Vince McMahon. And to put a a Japanese title around the waist of your future Hall of Famer and a guy who's eventually going to work in the WWE again in either a Legends contract or a full-time, part-time gig again, it may not be advantageous for Jericho to do that. But um, regardless, it's a smart move by Japan to do this with Chris Jericho because he's, oh, he's bringing so much attention to it. He's bringing the casual WWE viewer to Japan who is going to buy a subscription at least for a month to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling for Wrestle Kingdom. 
So we'll see how that turns out, although very unlikely that he wins. I'm not decided on that yet, but that does kind of segue us, Bubs. We're talking Wrestle Kingdom 12 next week, right? Because it yes. is happening on Thursday, January 4th. It's a little early for that. And it's uh, it's going to be a we'll big show. That next week. It's a big yes. show. It, that- is a, it is a big show, Bubs. Um, very excited about this show. It's going to be huge. Yep. There's going to be some great, fantastic matches. Easily. And I cannot wait to kind of dig into it this upcoming week. Just just digging into it. And the next week, this, oh gosh, our prediction show is going to be huge. I cannot wait. It is. That will be episode 29. We're going to do that hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Of course, we'll be throwing that out there on the Twitter and the Facebook as well. So tune in for that one. Because that's going to be a big show, and we're going to do a recap show after Wrestle Kingdom for episode 30. You can guarantee that one as well. So we have been hyping this up for about the last month, deservingly so, because this this can be the best Wrestle Kingdom ever. It can. It may not, of course, but we're going to see some great stuff, Bubs. I'm pretty excited. I don't think we're going to be disappointed at all, Bubs. I think this is going to be a tremendous show. I think the main event's going to be great. I'm definitely looking forward to it, but man, this has been a this has been an interesting year in wrestling, Bubs. Definitely a very interesting year. A lot of crazy stuff has happened. Potential retirements, um, unexpected champions, Jinder Hall. Yes, uh, surprised we didn't talk more about that, but it you know we've talked we talked plenty. Yeah, we talked plenty about it previously, but it's been a crazy year. What if? Okay, if you had one word to describe this year in review, what would it be? Oh man, a good word to describe all of wrestling, or are you talking about WWE? Just all of wrestling. How would you describe this year? I would say intriguing, probably because great most word, huh? I said great word. Great I love word. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you put a guy title, uh, WWE speaking, you put a title on a guy like Jinder Mahal, it's like intriguing in the fact that, well, what the fuck are they going to do? How long is he going to carry this? And then he, he has a reign longer than like four Hall of Famers, right? So it's like, <laughs> well, that's that's intriguing. Yes. What, where is this leading to? And then you have uh, the intrigue of Shane McMahon wrestling and the intrigue of him wrestling Daniel Bryan maybe. And then the intrigue of Naito, can he finally get back to the top and beat somebody? It's... It's a lot of intrigue, and it keeps me interested. Even though there were some shit promotion or some shit uh, pay-per-views by WWE, they kept me intrigued through something, and uh, yes. that's great for them. So that that'd be my word there, Bubs. Okay. Um, the word I would use would be unpredictable. There were so many moments that we didn't see coming. There were so many moments where we we're like, "This is definitely going to happen," and it didn't. There were matchups that we didn't think were going to work, but they did. Okay. There were matches that we thought were going to be good, and they were even better. It was just a year that we – there was something new around every corner. This person's being – this person's been released. This person's been suspended. This person won a WWE championship. Yeah. This person left this promotion to go here. War games, like there was just so many, so many moments this year. It was completely unpredictable, and that's how wrestling should be. It really should. It should keep you 
intrigued to go to the next mm-hmm. show. It should keep you interested in a rivalry. It should keep you interested in a character. Right now, I am still mildly invested in Jinder Mahal because he's yes. now on this U.S. title pursuit, and it's going to be him and Bobby Roode likely battling it out. So I'm still intrigued because I don't want them to give up on somebody like that. So I loved his title reign. There were some shitty parts in it. He never put on a great match, but who the fuck? And he wasn't supposed to put on a great match. No, he's not, but he's supposed to be a tremendous heel and damn did he not get some heel reception. So that's, that's what I love. WWE speaking, Japan, keep putting on good matches for us in the year. Keep please expanding into the U S because that will get your product more over. Unfortunately, the U S has a lot of power in that say, so keep doing that. Keep me watching into 2019. Keep us watching and keep things unpredictable because the unpredictability of pro wrestling is what sucks you in and it's what keeps you watching weekend and week out. Love it, Bucks. Now, I hope, I hope that our awards show was unpredictable for you. I hope it was intriguing for you. I hope there, you know, I hope you couldn't decide or be able to predict exactly who we were going to choose with each category and i hope you had as much fun listening to this as we had coming up with this now we've got some big things coming up in 2018 for all the bubs out there we've got some huge things coming on youtube with six star productions huge things coming with twitch uh so be on the lookout for that i will be making a video uh shortly on YouTube to kind of go over all the big things that are coming in 2018. So be on the lookout for that. Let us know all of the winners of your 2017 year-end awards. We want to hear what you have to think. We want to hear what you have to say and and hear kind of who you thought won each category. So I hope you're writing down what we were talking about so that way you can share it with us on Facebook at CA at Collar and Elbow Wrestling on Twitter, at CAE Wrestling, and on Instagram. We're there, we're talking with you, and we're growing the show together. This is a fan-made product. We do this for you, the fans, because we're all fans of pro wrestling, and together we're going to make wrestling great again because this is why we love wrestling, because of the fans. Let's do this. Let's grow this show 100. Let's do it.